All right, so that is just a little taste of what God is doing in the life of Gaten. And there are so many other videos, so many other pictures from our youth trips um, to our family mission trip to all the things that God is doing. And we just want you to get a little flavor, a little taste of what God's doing outside of this building and how he's moving and he's working within our leaders. And I'm just so thankful for all the adult leaders um, that have committed time, energy, and effort. Um, These are kids. These are the ones we want to train and equip and bring up in the knowledge of Christ so that they can then be the body of Christ and they can lead their children in the same way. And so we're very excited about what God is doing. Continue to pray. If you look on your, as you came in, there were some opportunities there. We need more adult leaders to participate in our children's ministry. And so you've heard us kind of bring this up every week. Um, I don't know if there's a better place. I mean, this is amazing to be a part of kids' ministry and to work with kids because you get to speak into their lives. It's such an important part of their life. And so I'd encourage you, if you're looking for a place to plug in, um, that would be a great place for you and your family to be engaged here at Gaten. Well, we're starting a new series called Puzzled. Puzzled. How many of you guys like puzzles? How many of you dislike puzzles? You're going to have to leave. I'm sorry. We only like puzzled people. No. And so over the next few Sundays throughout August, we're going to talk about this idea. And you know, there's a lot of things that can be puzzled. Well, someone's leaving. John's leaving already. <laughs> sorry. Everyone belongs. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things about life that are puzzling, right? And I think for many of us, you can read through Scripture and there can be places that seem puzzling. And we're going to dive into that as we look at the parables over the next few weeks. Uh, but there's more in life that's puzzling. Life itself is puzzling. Why did the things happen? Why are things happening? What's going to happen? Right? There's so many things about life that can seem very puzzling. And as we think about that idea, I believe there's really only two approaches. Now, um, I'm not going to build a puzzle. I just kind of brought this up as a, you know, some of you learn better through visual. (laughs) But there's this idea. I think there's really only two processes or two approaches to life. Either I'm building my own puzzle and I'm trying to figure out how to put pieces where I want them to be so it'll work out the way I want it to be, or... God is directing me, and he has a puzzle for me, and I'm learning and growing in him, and he's really building my puzzle. And to me, those are really the only two options, right? I mean, either I'm trying to make things work out the way I want them to work out, or I'm trusting God to lead me and guide me and to help me to understand the puzzle he already has for me in my life. And so the question I have this morning as we dive into this idea of of puzzle, that things sometimes aren't totally clear, um, that that there's this kind of picture that may be forming, but we can't really see what it is. This morning, at this moment, right now, do you feel like God is communicating with you? Do you feel like God is communicating with you? And so that's where we're going to go. That's what we're going to talk about. Is there any way I can turn on this monitor? Because it is very loud. <laughs> that monitor is communicating with me. <laughs> oh, that's so much better, isn't it? <laughs> is God trying to communicate with you today? Do you sense him? Do you see him? Do you hear him? And what, is, what does Jesus have to say about this? So that's where we're going to go. That's what I'm asking the Lord to teach us this morning. Um, as we look into his word. So let's precede his words with prayer. Pray with me, please. Father, you are holy and pure and righteous and just. 
Your creative powers, your words have spoken this world and this universe into existence. And we come here this morning knowing that your words are the things that that impact us and change us and grow us. And so we need to hear those words. And so, Lord, I ask that um, as we look into your word, that it would speak to us and it would give us exactly what we need, wherever we are, whatever's happening in our lives that, Lord, whatever you have for us at this moment, that we would be in tune to it, that we would be able to hear it and understand it, and not just hear it and understand, but also live it, and to allow it to mature us and to make us what you want us to be. Lord, I pray as we discuss these things and we read Matthew um, as he recorded this, this account of you, that, Lord, you would reveal to us your grace, that we would understand how forgiven we are, and how we have the opportunity for, to forgive. And Lord, as we travel down this path, Lord, I pray that you would guide, that you would give us wisdom, you would give us discernment, and Lord, that we would truly begin to see with our eyes and hear with our ears the things that you are doing around us, and that we'd be able to understand those things, and that, Lord, that it would become clear to us. So, Lord, wherever we are this morning, um, we all have different places. I pray, Lord, that wherever we are, you would speak to us at the right place, in the right way, and that we would mature and grow in these moments and become more like you and become what you want us to be. And so, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would do this, that you would bless this, that your spirit would reveal things to us that are anew and fresh today. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew um, recorded, he was a disciple of Jesus. He recorded the events that were taking place. And so as we look at this, these are eyewitness accounts. This is Matthew writing down what he actually saw. And um, it's an amazing thing that we have this account that we can turn to and look at uh, because Jesus chose Matthew to be this person to tell us these things so that we could have understanding. To give a little of a backstory, Jesus is telling, he's beginning this, um, this time in, in his ministry where he's teaching a lot and he's using parables. A parable is a story many of you are familiar with. It's a story that has a deeper meaning. It has a deeper point. You can learn a lot more from it than just a, a basic statement. So he was teaching in parables and he would have these large crowds and he would teach in these parables and, and it was one of the major ways that he talked to the religious people of his time. It was the way he communicated with those in authority uh, that were around him. And so here's what the conversation um, goes to after one of these times where he's teaching a parable. It says, the disciples came to him. This is verse 10 of chapter 13. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? Why do you keep doing this? Why not just tell them how it is? Why not just put it out there? Why not be direct? Why not just say it clearly so that they understand what you're trying to say? And here's what he says. He says, he replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. It's been given to you, but not to them. That is, let's be honest right now. As you look at that, that's a pretty significant thing for Jesus to say. That's a pretty sharp thing. That's a pretty dramatic thing for Jesus to say. This has been given to you, but not to them. But as we look at it and we think about it and we, we ponder, what, what are you trying to teach here? What are you really saying? It's really an amazing thing that Jesus is doing. One of the things you'll notice as you, as you study the New Testament and you study what Jesus had to say is that he didn't force people into compliance. 
He never forced people into compliance. And a parable is the best way not to force someone into compliance. Because if you look at the parable and you listen to the parable and it makes no sense to you or you disagree with it, you can just say, well, that's foolishness. I don't want to have anything to do with that. That is not part of my life. I don't know what this guy's talking about. I'm not going to concern myself with it. But for those of us, for those of the people that were there that were wanting to know, wanting to grow, wanting to hear, wanting to, to know what it was that he was saying, it's this huge, it's like a giant swimming pool of depth with treasure, right, that they can jump into and they can find the treasures that God has for them that Jesus is, is revealing. So he is offering something I would call relational maturity, relational maturity, right? Relational maturity is the idea that I'm willing to build a relation with you so I can grow deeper and deeper and deeper. The amazing thing about a parable is you can go back to a parable and see something you never saw before, right? How many of you have read something in scripture, in the Bible, and said, I never saw it that way before? I never noticed that before. How did I not see this before, because there's a depth there. There's, a, there's, a, there's these treasures that, that the, the, more you, the, the more you scavenge, the more you look, the more you seek, there's new things that are revealed. And so there's this amazing thing about a parable that Jesus is saying, look, I'm giving you this amazing gift. I'm giving you this amazing thing in these parables. And for you, it is depth and it is deep and it's, it's nutritious and it's powerful. But for those who, who are rejecting it, for those who have no appetite for it, it is nothing to them. It is nothing, it's absurdity, it's foolishness. And so it's this amazing thing that Jesus teaches with parables, and he goes on to say, whoever has been given will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And so he says, look, there's this idea that if you dive into these things that I'm going to teach you, and, and over the next few weeks we're going to look at these parables, and my prayer is that you hear and see things that you never heard or saw before. That you begin to see things that God is teaching and, and you hear things that God is saying and that Jesus is teaching and saying and, and you're saying, wow, I never thought of it like that. Wow, that applies directly to me. Wow, how does God know me so well? How does that apply so well to my life? Because there's this amazing thing. To whom has been given will be given more. But if you reject it, if you say, look, I'm not, I have my own agenda. I'm building my own puzzle. I'm doing my own thing. I'm trying to establish my own way. Then this is foolishness, and whatever I've ever even gleaned from it, I won't even get that. I'll get less than that. And so Jesus is saying this very powerful thing. And he continues to kind of identify this and to, to really nail this down for our comprehension. He says in verse 13, This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing they do not see, though hearing they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will ever be hearing and never understanding. You will ever be seeing but never perceiving. I think of it like this. I was trying to think of what is a really good analogy of this. So, in a few weeks, there's going to be these events that come on on Saturday. And they're about two and a half hours long. And there's like bands, and there's these guys who throw around a ball, and they try to get into an end zone. And so what I like to do, what I like to do is I find this place on my couch, and I lay down, and I get really, really comfortable where I don't have to move at all for two and a half hours. 
And I have like this direct view of the television and it's perfect and I'm comfortable and I'm like, all right, everything is as it should be. And as I watch the game, there's boring parts and there's commercials and all these things and then I begin to hear this repetitive thing. And I'm like, what is, that, what is that noise, that repetitive noise? And then I listen, I'm like, daddy, dad, daddy, dad. I'm like, oh. And then my beautiful, amazing, wonderful daughter, she will come and stand right here, TV behind her. Daddy, look at this picture I drew at the most exciting time in the game. Daddy, look at this picture. I have another one, and another one, and another one. Next game. Daddy, check out this new song. It, it, is, it is like the gift that God gave her, that she will move with my head. So I cannot see. No matter, of course I could get up, but I'm not going to get up. <laughs> Daddy, I have this song. I have this dance. And then it, it is, it's, I don't, I, I don't know how she does this. I'm, it's like the most important part of the game. And then as soon as she's done and walks away, it's a commercial. <laughs> how could that even possibly happen? How is that possible? And so, but the thing is, I'm hearing her, I'm seeing her, I'm listening, but I'm really trying to see past, you know? I'm trying to see past. Because that's what I really want, right? And then... And then the conviction comes, right? The conviction <sighs> that here I'm being offered this relational maturity with my daughter, who's so much more important to me than any football game, right? Vastly, eternally more important to me than whatever happens in this game. And yet for some reason, I want to look past her to a television to see this game, right? And what Jesus is saying is every day of our life, he's kind of showing up and saying, I'm here. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I want to tell you something. I want to reveal something to you. And we're like, hey, I'm trying to look around you. <laughs> I'm trying to see the TV. I want to see the game because it's more exciting. Right? And it's just, you know, as we build the puzzles of our life, sometimes we keep building our own puzzle. And Jesus is saying, I'm right here. I'm not hiding. I'm not, I'm not you know, I am visible and I am, I am here. One of the most amazing things about this week for me is every morning we would get up and we'd have a Bible study and we'd pray together and we would intentionally say, let's look for God today. Let's look for God today and then we're going to report at the end of the day what we saw. Do you know how powerful it is to have a nine-year-old girl tell you how she saw God today? To hear a woman, I won't tell you how old she is, tell you what, how she saw God today? That no matter where you are on the spectrum, who you are, that he's revealing himself. And if you want to see and if you want to hear, you can. And yes, there's puzzling moments, and yes, there's things that, that can be confusing, but the more you look and the more you listen, the more the puzzle reveals itself. He continues. 
Verse 13, for the people's hearts have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they've closed their eyes. Life is this amazing thing. Life is this amazing thing. And most of life is God showing himself to us and inviting us in to this immense deep relationship where we mature in him and grow in him and he reveals this unbelievable puzzle of our lives and every day is a little bit more of that puzzle every day is a little bit more of what he is doing but we can become callous and we can put our hands in our ears and we can close our eyes and miss all of it we can miss all of it and we can think that everything in this life is just the mundane, the day-to-day, the no big deal, right? And yet he's saying, we have eyes and we have ears. But here's the beautiful part. Here's the, the hope. Otherwise, they may see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would what? I would heal them. I would heal them. What is keeping the healing from any of us? What is keeping the healing from any of us? Our willingness to listen and to see. That's what Jesus just said. He's offering healing. He is saying, if you put your hands down and you open your eyes, I am right there. And I'm ready to heal. And then he closes in verse 17. This is where we're in today. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it. And hear what you hear, but did not hear it. He gives this really big perspective, right? One of the things that I was, I brought my two children. I wanted them to see Western Port is one of the poorest counties in the United States. When I was a child, my father took me to um, Tijuana, Mexico. When I was a youth pastor, we took our kids to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Because we wanted them to see that they have so many advantages in their lives because so much of the world lives in poverty, so much of the world lives in pain, so much of the world lives without clean water, so much of the world lives without parents, so much of the world lives very hard lives. And yet we have abundance and we have so much, we have so much. And what Jesus is saying is, what I'm telling you, people for 4,000 years wishes, wish they could have heard. They had eyes, they had ears, but it wasn't time for them to hear it. Do you realize what we have in this book, this, these accounts, this information, they did not have for 4,000 years? It was very limited for about 1,800 years, those who could read it, because we put it into Latin and made it very difficult for people to be able to read It's only within the last hundred years of history. It's only within the last hundred. Think about that. Out of all of human history, about a hundred years has this been accessible to the way it is today. A hundred years of all human history. Do people have the access that we have right now to this?
do we recognize that so many people throughout history would have loved to have eyewitness accounts of Jesus' ministry? They would have loved to be able to look at this Old Testament that tells us who God is, this New Testament that tells us about redemption and hope. They would have loved to understand why is life the way it is? Where did we come from? Why are we here? Where are we going? What is the point of this? Can I know God? Can I hear God? Can I see God? Questions that they had to trust without really strong, valid points of reference. And yet this morning, all of us in this room, we have phones, we can read and study and dive deep into this, and it can reveal life, and it can make the puzzle clear, and it can allow us to to hear and see God in a new and powerful way. Do we recognize that this morning? Do we recognize the blessing, the benefit, the beauty that we have? that we can gather and talk about this and think about this that so many people throughout history desired to. So my question as we conclude this morning, do you want to hear from God? Do you want to hear from God? Do you want to see God? Do you want to see him today? Do you want to see him tomorrow? Do you want to see his hands working Do you know that he is real, that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow and forever, and that he desires to be in a personal relationship with us? So as we go through these parables and we talk about what Jesus is teaching, let's keep looking and let's keep listening. Let's keep looking every single day when we get up in the morning to when we go to bed at night. Let's keep looking and say, God, where are you? What are you doing? What are you teaching me? Where are you growing me? What are you saying, Lord? What are your words teaching? What are you saying to me? What are you communicating to me about? How can I then know you more and have this relational maturity where I'm growing with you every day, that I'm hearing new things, that I'm seeing new things, that I'm becoming more of what you want me to be? Is that what you want today? Because that's what Christ offers. Every single one of us, that's what he offers. Let's pray. Father, in a moment we're going to come to the table and reflect on how we have this ability to see you and hear from you. That on the cross you paid the price. You took our sin, you took our shame, you took death, and you conquered it all, you paid for it all. And you rose so that you may offer it to us all. And so, Lord, as we come to the table of communion, Lord, we ask that we would hear from you. In our hearts, hear the truth of who you are and what you've done, the truth of eternity, the truth of your kingdom, that it is here and it is forever, and, Lord, that it is amazing. That we would see your hands and how you work in the lives and even in the midst of the messy world, in the midst of a very hurt and broken world, that your healing and, and your gospel is producing life. And that, Lord, the more we look, the more we will see you. Help us to have those kind of eyes. Help us to have those kind of ears so that we truly understand what this cross means, what it is to be your follower, to follow your way. Help us, Lord, today.
Help us to know these things in our hearts and our souls so that we may live them out. Lord, thank you for loving us. And thank you that we can celebrate and remember you. That we will never forget the cost of the cross. And we will never forget the future we have because of that. Lord, thank you. Pray this in your name. We give you the glory in Jesus' name.